Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you made this holy night shine with the brightness of the true light, true light of your Son, Jesus. Grant that here, as we journey here on earth, that we may walk in the light of Christ's presence and in the last day wake to the brightness of his glory. Thank you, Lord, for making yourself known in your Son, Jesus. We pray that his birth would set us free from the old slavery of our sin. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, once again, Merry Christmas. We're so glad that you're here with us tonight. We have gathered to hear God's Word. And as we read the familiar account of the birth of Jesus Christ, we hear these words, there was no place for them. There was no place for them in the end. The NIV actually has the better translation. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. There was no place for them. No place. Bethlehem didn't have a Motel 6. There was no public boarding available there in Bethlehem. The translation in is misleading. Sometimes children's Christmas pageants portray Joseph and Mary going from motel to motel looking for a room to rent. It's really not the way that it worked. Joseph's family most likely lived in Bethlehem because that was where his ancestry was from. And the place where they would have stayed was with family. But there was no guest room available with family. Joseph showed up at a family member's home. Mary was great with child. In other words, she was really pregnant. No one offered them the guest room. Nor No one offered them a room. There was no place for Mary, the mother of God, and her son, Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and the one who would be his father, his earthly father, Joseph. There was no place for them. There was no room for them. Maybe if they had recognized that Mary's pregnancy was a miracle of God, they might have offered the guest room. You see, Jesus was not Joseph's baby. Mary conceived as a virgin. Jesus was conceived of the Holy Spirit. The baby in her womb was a miracle. If they had recognized this miracle, if they had recognized Jesus as Messiah... Then maybe, maybe they would offer a room. So I ask you the question, if you were in Bethlehem, if Mary and Joseph were of your family, what would you have done? Would you have offered a room for Mary and Joseph? Most of us would say, I would offer Joseph, Mary, and Jesus a room. I, I would sleep with the animals and let her give birth in a decent room. Then I have to ask myself, is that, if that's the case, then why, do, why don't I let the, the homeless who sleep on the streets, why, why doesn't that bother me more? Or why don't I do more for those who are in need within our own community? 
I think we forget that tonight Jesus is not only found in a sanctuary where the Word of God is proclaimed, where the sacraments are administered. He's not only found in a sanctuary, he's not only found in a gathering of Christians, but Jesus is also found out there. On the cold street tonight. That's where Jesus is found. And again, certainly he comes to us in the means of grace by the truth and the power of his word. He comes to us tonight. We don't minimize the power of this gathering here in this church tonight. But when we neglect those in need, we're neglecting Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus taught? Matthew chapter 25. The parable of the sheep and the goats. When you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. When we're unwilling to help those in our community, when we're unwilling to help those in need, we're just as culpable as those who didn't give Joseph and Mary a room. There's no room for them. There's no room for Mary, for Jesus, for Joseph, and there still is no room for them today. So today I say this year, make room for Jesus. Make room for Jesus, not only in your heart, but make room for Jesus by making room for those in need. When we do that, we truly honor Jesus and we serve Jesus. I think most of the Christmases I've been here, since I've been at Maple Park for, what, five years now, most of the Christmas Eves, this is the first one because it's warmer tonight, we've opened the doors of this church. And those on the streets have been welcomed into the cold weather shelter to find warmth here. When we open the doors of our church, when we open our lives to helping those in need, we are serving Jesus. It's not a bad thing to read more about Jesus, to study more about Jesus, to sing more about Jesus, to preach more about Jesus, but what good is it to offer lip service to Jesus without actually serving Jesus by serving those in need. So I ask the question, why do we do this? Why do we serve like Christ served? Because Jesus first came to you, he came to me, he came to all of us as a servant. They didn't make room for Jesus in Bethlehem, but Jesus made room for those in need. You see, Jesus would always make room for those in need. Jesus always had a place for those in need. And I would like to say to you today that Jesus has made room for you today. When you read the four Gospels, Jesus does some surprising and he does controversial things. He ministers to sinners. He hangs out with those that nobody else would hang out with. He, he touches those that nobody else would touch. He befriends those that nobody else would befriend. And he reaches out. Jesus was born not as a royal figure who stood apart from the masses. He didn't stand apart, but he entered into this world that's a mess. 
Today, it's necessary to separate our national leaders from the masses. It took our country a long time to learn that our national leaders need to be protected. Abraham Lincoln, William McKinley, John F. Kennedy. Today, we know that our national leaders must be protected from the masses. But Jesus came as a humble servant who, who really and truly identified with the people of his day. And he put himself in dangerous places. If you read the gospel accounts, you'll see that a number of times they tried to take his life. He was born royal. He was born the Son of God. He is the creator of the universe. Yet he was born to be your suffering servant. And the time was right. When he was a full-grown man of his own volition, he humbled himself and he submitted to the will of sinful men. He willingly allowed himself to be betrayed, denied, arrested, beaten, mocked, and nailed to a cross. His ultimate act as your servant was the cross. He shed his blood to take away your sin. He he died to give you life. He was resurrected from the dead on the first Easter Sunday to be your Savior. You see, you'll never understand the baby in Bethlehem's manger until you go all the way to the end of his earthly ministry and his life to the cross into the empty tomb. And he still serves you and he serves all of humanity. He comes to you tonight. And he says to you, I have made room for you. I have made room for you. There was no room in the end for me when I was born, but I have made room for you. I have a place for you. So he still serves you and all of humanity, and he comes to you tonight. He comes with the greatest gift of all comes with this gift of forgiveness, the forgiveness of sins. If you haven't heard it lately, hear it tonight. Your sins are forgiven. Trust in Jesus. You believe in him. Your sins are forgiven. <clears throat> He's given you the gift of new birth, the gift of new birth. This is what we as Christians are, is we are born again and, and we're learning. What does it mean to live out this new nature, this new life that Christ has given to us? We're learning to live as disciples of Jesus. We're learning to live. We're learning to serve. We're learning to love. I don't know about you, but I have a long way to go really messed up in a lot of ways really not like Jesus I'm honest and if you're really honest today you're gonna say I'm really not like Jesus either I have a long way to go I need to learn to live to serve and to love like him but thanks be to God we're forgiven we're born again Jesus says in John 3 3 very truly I tell you no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are, what? Born again. 
How can a man, a woman, or a child be born again? How is that possible? How is it possible? The answer comes in this. It comes in believing. John 3.15, Jesus says, Everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever what believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You believe in Jesus today? You believe that he was born, that he lived, that he died, that he rose again for you and your salvation? If you do, you are forgiven. Born again. Saved. Christ is your savior. He has made room for you. So my encouragement to you this Christmas is to live in that reality. Live in it. Live it out. Live it out by serving. Looking to the needs of others. Just simply look to your neighbor. You may think my neighbor has no need. My neighbor drives a nice car. He has a nice house. He has a great job. What need could my neighbor have? As you get to know your neighbor and you open your ears, I think that you'll begin to hear some things and you'll learn of some needs and you can find ways to serve serve in our community serve those who are in need those on the streets those who have nothing lots of opportunities in our community to serve so live in that reality live out that reality by serving those in need find way, ways to give and to serve because when you make room for those in need within the community, you're making room for Jesus. You're making room for him. When you help the least of these, you are serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And our motivation is that he has made room for us by his forgiveness and by his gift of new life through trusting in him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. We thank you tonight. We are so grateful tonight for what you have done for us. Lord, you have made room for us. Lord, we come to you in humility. <coughs> we confess to you tonight that we have sinned. But Lord, in you we find this, this great word of forgiveness. And in you we find this great reality of new life, a new purpose, a new dire direction. We're not here to serve ourselves, but we're here to serve others because you came to serve us. So Lord, help us, guide us, direct us. Help us to live in the joy, help us to live in the peace, help us to live in the reality of who you are and of what you have done. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This time we're going to be singing some Christmas carols. I do invite you to stand at this time.